ready to burn through limiting beliefs and hear inspiring stories from others that beat the odds, you're in the right place. The Burn Podcast offers intense interviews on how down and out people reignited their passion in life to create an inferno of success. Join host Brandy, CEO of The Phoenix Factor, as she brings the fire in every episode. Now, here is your host, the walking truth bomb herself, Brandy Holloway. Well, guys, this is actually the very first podcast I recorded uh, officially uh, under my revamp with Carmen Oling. And I just want to introduce her really quick. Um, unfortunately, it got a little crackly at the end, but you definitely get all the golden nuggets here. Um, but Carmen is an entrepreneur. She's a speaker, podcaster, uh, mentor to high achieving women, holistic nutritionist, and she was actually a former corporate executive. Um, she's been, you know, serving on a lot of media outlets such as Fox News, Living Local, and she just loves empowering people to give themselves their own permission slip. And so let's dive into this podcast. I want you to learn uh, what Carmen's all about. And what we focus on burning through in this podcast is actually what's going on right now as this pandemic and how all of us as business owners, entrepreneurs are having to really pivot uh, to keep our head above water or even to thrive in this time because no one really know obviously what to expect in this time. Um, but you obviously see a lot of people that are rising above and we want to show you how to burn through the things that are holding you back and show you how to rise above as well. So let's dive in. Um, welcome to the burn podcast. Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me. I'm excited <laughs> for questions too. I love questions because then we can really drill down to what's important to people right now. Yeah. Yeah. So I was telling everyone uh, before we we jumped on, you know, I got to meet you at Kristen Crowley's event last year and I immediately was in love and enamored with you. You're a badass and I love your approach. And I, you know, I just, I love your fire. And, um, you know, the biggest thing that I took away when you were talking about permission and the permission slip podcast is something that, you know, you're pushing out. We're going to talk a little bit about that, but the biggest thing, you know, I like to dive right in. And my very first question that I want to talk about is, you know, what is something that you've gone through in life, some trauma, some, some experiences that you really burned through to get you where you are now? I want you to share that with, uh, with the audience. Yeah. So hmm, as I think of this, you know, I, I think of the unique time that we're in right now and the experience that we're having this year. And so I think I'd actually just like to share that experience. Um, because it's really relatable to what's happening right now. Uh, granted, I've been through, we've all been through so much in our lives. You know, we all have, um, I don't know, been dealt shit sandwiches, as I like to call them <laughs> at times. And um, while we're eating it, we may not know what the lesson is, but there's always a lesson in something. Um, so this year, I worked really hard over the last two years to transition my business from doing strictly nutrition for um, high achieving women to speaking, doing workshops, doing retreats, hence my permission slip retreat. And I laid so much groundwork for this. And so 2020 was going to be my year. I had contracted income coming in from speaking. I had retreats all over the United States and I was ready to go. And just like everybody else, you know, March hit and 
it was like, well, shit, what am I going to do now? Because my whole business was built on in-person connection and in-person events. And that is what I thrive on so much. Granted, I've been doing one-on-one coaching and mentorship via Zoom for a number of years. And so I'm used to connecting virtually, but just I had never expanded my mind to like what's possible. And so at first I just like went back to old habits. And this is kind of what I what I want to share a little bit is instead of moving forward with what is this opportunity making possible for me and how can I see things with fresh eyes, which is something that people can apply to any situation that they're in. I went back to where I was comfortable, even though that comfort was maybe not like where I wanted to be. So I went back to my nutrition roots, fitness and health, and I started just helping women and making money that way. And then I really started thinking about it and I was like, is this really what I, what like I'm being called to do and why it was helpful and I'm passionate about fitness and I'm passionate about nutrition and holistic health and I'm a holistic nutritionist. What I really want to do is something different. And so I started asking myself some questions around what is this year making possible? Why is this important to me? And like, where can I move forward? And so Um, I started asking questions of my tribe of like, what are you struggling with right now? Because they're mainly high achieving women. So business leaders, female entrepreneurs, things like that. And what they were really struggling with was what I had a huge skill set in. And that's showing up on video and showing up virtually and helping them coach and lead their teams because they're just like, Carmen, I can't like even get myself motivated because what's happening around me. Like, how am I going to show up? virtually not in person and lead my team or show up as a a solopreneur and, you know, lead my tribe that's following me and expecting something of me. Um, And so I was able to ask myself those hard questions. I was able to then transition to something completely different with seeing with fresh eyes. Um, And I really want to use that example today because this opportunity that we have right now in 2020 is unlimited. It's infinite potential for everyone. It's just different than what we're used to. And there is an opportunity for everybody to do something different and more exciting and more fulfilling in their life, whether that be um, taking part in their kids' education, building a stronger foundation with their significant other because they're like closer than ever instead of building resentment building a stronger business, showing up for the people that you're being called to show up for in a bigger and better way. But just because it's different doesn't mean that it's wrong or like we're going to need to go back to those old things that we were doing. Um, And you can apply that to any part of your life, whether you're working on a business goal, relationship goal, fitness goal, health goal, like whatever it is. Yeah. And I, you know, it's funny, I was listening to some of your, your podcasts, because I wanted to, of course, dig into those a little bit. And I I remember hearing you specifically say something about, um, you know, kind of calling yourself out and going back to what you really wanted to do, getting out of your comfort zone, and which that's what this is all about. But another big thing to me is, you know, everyone had to pivot in some way, Mm -hmm. if if their business was going to survive. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, a majority of our clients had brick and mortar. So, Mm they were forced to close down for a bit or um, diminish the amount of people that were allowed in the buildings, things like that. We actually, one of our clients owns a gym, you know, so for a while there, couldn't have anyone. Um, now mm-hmm. they can only have six to 10 or, you know, whatever. So, you know, m- my big thing is instead of someone just running around like they're on fire, right? Mm-hmm. 
how do you how do you tell them to burn through that and get to the other side so that they can see it as an opportunity? And how do they even start the process of pivoting? Mm -hmm. That's a really great question. Um, for myself, it takes uh, inquiry and asking yourself those tough questions. Like, okay, how can I see this with fresh eyes? Start coming up with some ideas and just like brainstorming. And so I am a pen and paper writer. And then once I get that one idea, so we're gonna come up with tons of ideas, right? As an entrepreneur, like you're gonna be like ideas crazy, but you need to really come up with that one idea. And the one idea you should be coming up with right now is the idea of how are you gonna solve current problems for people? What are the current problems that they have? And how can you authentically, because you don't want to get into a space that you don't know shit about. That's, Thank when, it you. Goes, that, that's <laughs> when it goes bad. Too many people are like, oh, I'm doing this and I'm doing this and I'm doing this. And it's like, well, no, like that's not coming across. Like you're not going to resonate with your audience. You're not going to help people. You're not going to be able to build your business. You're not going to make the impact that you want because you don't know what you're talking about. So find something that is in your core, figure out what that core is and then work off that. And then what I do is I actually get that big white like poster board that like that you can stick up on the wall and I have colored sticky notes. And then I just make like, so I have one right now <laughs> that's hanging on my wall. And so it talks about who is my audience? What is the problem that I'm solving? What is my marketing? What are my connections? What are my resources? What I'm gonna launch? And then I put sticky notes on there. And then what I do is I just put one task on each of those sticky notes then I can peel them off as I work through it. It's a visual representation of what's in my brain because all too often, especially right now, we have so many things going on in our brain um, from it being our home life or our business or what's happening in the political scene or just other crises that are happening. And if you can get it down, your one idea and you can flush it out and then you can have steps to take to get there. Like that's the biggest way that you're actually going to be able to make an impact. Because if you're just throwing stuff out to see what sticks, like that's probably not going to work. You need to have a, 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 a thoughtful idea that's going to solve current problems. Not one that you think is going to solve current problems, but you've, you've asked and pulled your audience and you're like, okay, yes, this is something that is needed right now. Yeah. And I think, I think another thing, even before that, cause you brought up getting, you know, getting everyone online. And, and I mean, that's all we've got right now. Basically mm -hmm. you've got to get online. You've got to go live. You've got to get do the zoom, the webinar, mm -hmm. you know, whatever you're going to do, but how do you approach it when they say, you know, I can't, I'm not good enough. I'll feel dumb. I'll feel stupid. You know, I don't I'm gonna, like, what do you, how do you tell them to burn through that? Yeah. Um, I would say that I felt the exact same way. I can still remember the first time I did my first live video. I did it at my kitchen table. I way over prepared. I had. Oh, we lost you. There you are. You're back. Oh, I you're back. Okay. So I had everything written out that I was going to say. I was talking something about nutrition and it was horrific. But you know what? I got the information out there. I delivered it and it built confidence. And so then the next one, you just get a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. And so you just have 
to start. Um, video is really where it's at right now. And so going back to something I said before, like my biggest tips on video is only talk about what you are knowledgeable about. Like, don't try to put something out there that you don't know the information. The second thing is like, we are all at home in our sweatpants, but dear God, put yourself together. Like put yourself together because <laughs> when you look good, you feel good. Granted, I, I'm the first one that will show up like no makeup, no filter. And I'm okay with that too. But if you're trying to actually put something new out there or connect with people or build confidence in your video skills, put yourself together. The third yeah. thing is create a space where you can actually do this. Like you see, I do a lot of my videos. It's like my bookshelf behind me, something that's warm and welcoming where you actually feel good. It's a high vibe space. Right now I have flowers right here. I have a candle going behind me. I have some fresh lemon water. Like you're in a high vibe space. So you're doing the things that you can control to put yourself in there. And then instead of memorizing a script or reading from a script, just have an outline have an outline with bullet points of what you want to talk about, think through it, and then shoot from the hip. That is the best way that you can overcome, I, I think, being scared to be on video. Because guess what? Like, if you take the focus off of yourself and remember, it's not about you, but it's about the people that you're serving and the impact that you're trying to make, like that is going to be the absolute biggest thing that you can do. So just remember, like, it's not about you. It's about them and go for it. Yeah. So those for those of you that are watching, I mean, if you, you know, you know, you need to be online, that's the same thing, you know, I would say is that it's, it's not about you. But even beyond that, just imagine you're sitting across from the table, having a glass of wine or a cup of coffee with your ideal person that you want to help, that you want to serve and, you know, be authentic. And also, I think for, you know, everyone else, I think it's good to get on with your messy hair and a bun and, you know, your gym outfit sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, but also you want to be the leader, um, you know, the thought leader and you want to create an impact. So people are going to pay attention to that. I know some people are like, you know, it shouldn't matter, um, but it does matter, you know, for sure. I mean, I got up and got myself together today, you know, otherwise I'd, I'd you know, be the same. Um, so one of the things I want to jump into really quick is your permission slip podcast, you know, tell me a little bit about what prompted that. And like, what, what exactly do you mean by giving yourself your, you know, permission slip? Mm -hmm. um, so that was, again, one of, um, one of my pivots this year. So something that I'm really passionate about is uh, speaking on stage, because really, my goal of um, impacting the lives of 100,000 women to see that there's a different way to live, to be, to operate in our businesses, our relationships, our lives with ourselves, everything um, was heavily impacted, right? And so I thought, there, I've been getting this nudge basically to do a podcast for like two years and I keep pushing it down and putting other things in front of it. Um, this gentleman that I met in the local community at F45, he reached out to me and was like, hey, could you meet with me? And I just have some questions about showing up on social media. I said, sure, no problem. So we met for coffee and I talked to him about social media, how to show up on video, like things that we were talking about, some tips. And he goes, great. Now, have you ever thought about starting a podcast? I want to help you because I'm doing this business. And so it was basically done into my lap if that wasn't the universe or god saying like this is the time now to do it like i don't know what is so pay attention to those signs that was a big one that's <laughs> um, awesome i know it was really cool but really the permission slip podcast the idea for it was like how can i get information to 
the women that I'm really talking to. So that high achieving woman that has woman that has about like 10 minutes, 15 minutes that just wants to hear something inspiring or a takeaway or something that they could try in their life for more discovery, more growth, more connection. And so that's the basis of my podcast. It's you hear just from me and everything is 20 minutes or less. So it's easily digestible. You have takeaways of things that you can implement into your life and see if those practices work for you and then collect evidence that they do continue them or not. But it's all about being able to continue to move forward in your life and write your own permission slip. Because for so long in my, I had a 16 year corporate career and for so long, you know, I wore that black power suit. I operated in my masculine energy. I was a corporate executive, a leader like other with other men. And I was doing what I thought I should be doing, yeah. what I was expected to be doing. And while I was helping people because I would be growing teams of people and help them in their careers, and I was serving in that way, it wasn't in the way that I wanted to be. And I found myself really like really burnt out. Uh, because I was working, you know, 50 plus hours a week for so long, and that's just not sustainable. And so I dug in, and I started writing my own permission slip. And it's something that we can all do. It's really being the designer of our lives. And so from what we do on a daily basis to how we show up to what we do for work, and it's not something that you can do just overnight. But my podcast is giving you actionable steps of things that you can implement over time that will get you to where you want to be. Awesome. Love it. So two questions I'm going to be asking everyone pretty much here. Um, one of them is if you were going to give advice to someone younger than 18, adolescent, um, you know, around the teen years, what's the biggest piece of advice you would give them something you wish maybe someone had given you in, in your teens? Besides learn how to cook and eat real food, whole foods, and make water your primary beverage. So besides that, <laughs> I would say you need to learn how to be resourceful. So re resourcefulness is the key to being able to do anything in your life. And I think all too often, especially right now, um, society, parent, we're teaching our kids, like, we want the best for our kids, like, better than we had. Like, you hear that often. Like, I want to give my kids better than I have, like everything that I can. But all too often, we're like doing too much for them. So we're not teaching them to be independent. We're not teaching them like they're not having critical thinking skills. Like if there's a problem, you need to be able to figure out a solution because there's always going to be a solution. Because just like we talked about with writing and designing your own life, writing your own permission slip, you always have a choice. But being able to not get stuck and be resourceful and not being afraid to ask for help when needed in the right areas, I think is really important too, and not struggling internally with all the pressure, but being resourceful kind of goes along with resiliency too, but being resourceful, I think is like the biggest, the biggest thing that we can teach our kids. Yes. And that's something that I would teach all of my team members too. <laughs> when people would first start to work for me, it'd be so funny. They'd ask me a question and then I'd ask them a question back. And I'd have to explain to them, look, I'm not trying to be a bitch here, but you have the resources. And so I want you to use them. And if you use your resources, it builds confidence. And when you build confidence, then you're more likely to be successful in whatever endeavor you're trying to do. The same thing with our kids. So don't just give them the answer. 
don't just do it for them, you know, and when they're little or even bigger too, like in teenage years, you have to have patience because when you're teaching or showing them something, you didn't freaking do it right the first time, you know, they're <laughs> yeah. going to make mistakes. If yeah. you're teaching I, how, how to cook, like I mentioned, like the kitchen's going to be a freaking, you know, tornado, but that's okay because that's how they're going to learn and learn to be resourceful and know that they have everything they need in order to be successful in their own lives. Yeah. I love that. I am that mom. Both mm -hmm. of my kids will attest to that and mm -hmm. they don't always love it. But I, but I also tell them that I'm like, I don't want you to go through some of the shit that I went through. And a lot of that's for you to be able to figure things out on your own. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So the yeah. other question is, um, tell me a book that has changed your life for sure. Mm. Since we're live, I'll get it down. Yay. <laughs> okay. So this book is A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. Love her. So it's based on A Course in Miracles. Um, I remember reading this and it just, this book came to me at the perfect time. And it was where I was able to, before I left my corporate career, make that mindset shift that I really needed to make. Make the mindset shift around like that inside of me is something great. I've just covered it up with all these layers of shit that I need to uncover. And it's not all about me either. It's about my calling, who I'm supposed to be serving. And it, and I don't have to rely on my own strength or my own power because there's something greater and bigger than me that is guiding me and helping me. And it really was my catalyst to be like, wow, like I can fucking do this. Like this, this is great. And also connect more with my with my intuition, which is like that more feminine energy. And for so long, I operated in my masculine energy, just controlling everything. And so that book, I would say, is was really the catalyst for me. There's so many other great books. I read approximately like two books a month. So awesome. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a firm believer in that. Um, I listen to Audible. I don't read um, because the only way I can really absorb it is I get on my treadmill at a pretty decent pace and I put on audible and so know that I'm actually going to absorb the information, you know, that way before we hop off, one of the things, other things I wanted to hit on, um, that I think, you know, for women, my, age, I'll be 48 next month. And I still hear all these women in their forties saying, Oh, well, cause they're in their forties, they're allowing it to be an excuse about not feeling good. Um, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally anymore. And, um, you know, I know that I know that you're pushing towards speaking, but at the at the base of it, it's still about us feeling good and owning who we are. And mm -hmm. um, so what's some other advice that you would tell women that are using that excuse right now? Hmm, that's a really good question. So and I will be 40 at my next birthday. So by the way, I'm currently working on like best me by 40. And like, we'll just scratch like that's not a certain weight on the scale. That's like a, a little bit of everything. Um, life is about a journey and life is about discovering and growth and often unlearning. I talk a lot about this in my coaching groups. Um, over time, we learn certain things that may not be something that's beneficial to us. And so we have to unlearn those things so we can discover more about ourselves. And I think as we get older, there's a really big opportunity to let go of some labels that we've placed on ourselves. So yes. oftentimes, um, as we get older, you know, we're telling ourselves, 
well, I can't do this. I can't do that because of my age or I'm this certain way or this is ha- this is just how I am. And anytime you're using any of that language, I would just really encourage you to to reframe your thoughts. You know, I just told myself that I can't do this or this is just how I am. Like, what what does that mean to me? You know? Yeah. And I yeah. think I think um, implementing new practices into your life, always trying something new, discovering something new, um, starting your day very intentionally, because my day, my focus every single day is a focus on feeling good for myself. And some people, when I first started this, they, especially people that were closest to me, they didn't understand. I remember my sister specifically telling me one time, oh yeah, gosh, when you said that, I thought you were being such a bitch. But on the flip side of that, she said, (laughs) but now that I thought about it, I understand because I had created a boundary with her. I needed some time. I was doing a big speaking event the next day. And um, the day prior, I thought she was leaving and she was going to stay. And I go, okay, that's fine. But at about seven, I'm going to need the rest of the night to myself. And she didn't understand that. And so that's me focusing on feeling good. And so I think for for anyone, but especially women, we really just need to figure out what we want, not what our significant other wants, not what our family wants, because oftentimes we're like givers, you know, we're the caretakers and we're not putting ourselves first. And once the kids grow old, our, my, our kids are older. So our son will be 24 this, this month. And then our daughter will be 19 in December. And so for a a while there, like you lose the label of a mother. It's like, who are you? And then you put another label on instead of just like owning who you are. And so I think just figuring out who you are, what's important to you and trying new things like life doesn't end at 40. It only gets better. I I can attest to that. I will say in every way, it feels better. It's a little little crackling there. I know. I'm trying to see. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Burn. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. Leave feedback here to be highlighted on a future podcast listener shout out. Follow Brandy on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter at Brandy Holloway and The Phoenix Factor. We'll see you soon.